here we go. We're diving into another edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We're giving out one of our favorite bets basically every week. Uh, we've hit on some really good ones so far. We got the Raiders over six and a half, minus 150 on Pentacle. Uh, that one's now up to seven, minus 115. We got the Saints under nine, USC to win the Pac 12. The one, my definite favorite. Kent State over five, plus 120. And then last week, we talked a little bit about Justin Fields, plus 200 to be the Bears starting quarterback week one. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, our boy, did not give us a heads up that he was going to have Matt Nagy on his show and basically drop the fact that uh, he's locked into Andy Dalton as the starter. That market's basically down at this point in time. Uh, hopefully, you didn't lock in too much action on that Justin Fields plus 200, but I kind of still like the bet, Eric. What are you thinking, uh, you know, a week removed from talking about that bet? How are you feeling about it at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, you have some news out of Arizona State that I think makes USC a little bit more valuable in that list. You also have, you know, Denver not necessarily making a move on Rodgers, even though it's hashtag legal now. So the Raiders stuff looks good. The Justin Fields, not quite as good, but I'll still take that plus 200. Plus, you know, the the, the limits weren't too high. I think it's still a good bet. And um, go, coming into this week, we'll, we'll certainly have, uh, I think, some some solid plays. So uh, all in all, so so far, a, a good offseason uh, of bets. Definitely, definitely with you. And 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 like it kind of feels like Christmas at this point in time, because I would say our bread and butter, uh, you know, season long, even, you know, week to week player props. We do have the season long player props. We are getting a number of books basically coming into the market. Finally, I think DraftKings basically dropped. Um, you know, what was it like 20, 20 or 19 different passing yards props for players. We got a few rushing yards props points bet got into the mix. They have a few different teams up as well. And we got a little bit of bet MGM action uh, coming in with various, you know, wide receiver rookie uh, receiving yards totals and stuff like that. We have, you know, basically ran it through, looked at some of our PFF projections, and there are a number of really enticing opportunities. Eric, I want to start it, kick it to you. Uh, what what do you think jumps out to you the most based on some of these initial season-long player prop numbers? Yeah, it's really crazy how like close we are in a lot of them, but I right. do think um, there are some where we like overs, especially in the passing yard realm. Um, you know, one that sticks out to me, I think, um, is, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, his current number is 3,200 and a half, uh, even sort of on both sides on DraftKings. We have him more like 3,800 yards with adding Rashad Bateman, adding Tylen Wallace, Sammy Watkins in the mix as well. Also, probably the the Ravens wanting to sort of uh, prove to the league that, that, this is the, that this is the player that they want. I think unders are going to be mostly the play here because for many players – it's not as simple as just adding a 17th projection mm-hmm. um, because you have injuries and things like that. However, I, I think for quarterbacks, injuries are less likely to happen. Um, so if you are, are, do like an over for a quarterback, I do think there is uh, something to be had here. So I like Lamar Jackson um, over 3,200 and a half passing yards. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the first one that jumped out at me. I know last year we rode uh, his rushing yardage under i think it was up around a thousand nine hundred twenty five i think is when we finally locked it in that one was a sweat till the end but i do agree with you i do think we're going to see a little bit more prolific passing attack from the baltimore ravens this off se- this season so i do think 3200.5 pretty low number our projections are what like 600 yards over that um i do think that that is probably the one that jumps out to me the most especially at the quarterback position we do like tom brady over 44,500 yards as well um, but I do agree with what you said, right? Like there is this added element of a 17th game. It's certainly not as straightforward 
um, from the books from a pricing perspective and your own also projections basically just to add, you know, an additional, you know, 17th projection onto that game. So there are some definite factors that you need to take into account. Um, one other one that I kind of like, I think if you buy into the Cleveland Browns uh, potentially challenging the Ravens in that AFC North, I do kind of like Baker Mayfield, 3,750.5 yards. Our projections up close to 4,385 yards. So we have we like uh, that passing yards over at over 600. I think that might be my second favorite one outside of the uh, Lamar Jackson one. So I kind of am buying into a little bit more production from these AFC North teams than what I think the market currently has projected in. Uh, what else are you kind of seeing in this market, Eric? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously McCaffrey, you know, right now his yardage shuttles at a, a thousand twenty-five and a half. I think if he stays healthy, he's easily going to go over that. Um, you know, the health is an issue, but you have Joe Brady. You have, you know, a franchise that's going to want to justify that contract. So certainly, he's somebody who I think could go over his rushing total. Uh, another one that I really like. There's a couple of New York Giants ones that I like. Um, Daniel Jones over thirty-seven hundred passing yards. Um, we have a more like 4,200 and Kenny Galladay, a guy that we were liking over last year as well, over 1,050 yards and a half. Um, we have a more like 1,200 yards. I think that acquisition pair, if you believe in that, if you believe in Jason Garrett, who's had some, I don't necessarily know if I believe in him, but I do think that he can coach an offense that's decent. Um, if you, if you buy into those two things, it, it, it really can, I think, you know, come together for an over situation. Um, you know, in the NFC East and NFC East, where I think a lot of people uh, overrate sort of the quality of play there. Yeah, definitely with you. I'm glad you touched on the Giants in general, because I do think there are a number of potential opportunities based on who you buy into that at that wide receiver position. We do really like Kenny Galladay to go over the receiving yards like you touched on. One that I find kind of intriguing, you're going to have to do a little bit more digging, but on BetMGM, Kadarius Toney. 524.5 receiving yards. Our projections are around 70 yards under that. I just don't think that he's going to be able to break into what is already looking like a really crowded uh, receiving unit for the Giants in his first year. I think if Saquon Barkley's back and fully healthy, he's obviously going to take up a decent amount of target share in that offense as well. So I just don't think there's going to be too much distribution to Kadarius Toney end this point in his rookie season and you know reports kind of coming out of minicamp he's been a little bit dicey uh hasn't necessarily bought in fully at this point in time so i do think this could be uh, a learning year or experience for Kadarius tony on the sideline so i kind of like going under 524.5 receiving yards for him i think that's a little bit of a correlated play you know buying into kenny galladay being uh, by far the alpha player in that offense. And we kind of are right on projection with, you know, some of Evan Ingram's props as well. Squam Barkley rushing and receiving yards props, basically right, right on market as well. So I think if you are, um, you know, really buying into those guys kind of being the focal point of the Giants offense, Kadarius Tony's definitely going to take a back seat and have a really difficult time getting over that receiving yardage number. But we'll see. I kind of like the fact that a lot of these books are, uh, uh, you know, looking toward uh, rookie options. They must be the ones that kind of are, you know, people want to buy into here right away because there's a lot of other guys that don't necessarily have any props listed at this point in time. What about a guy like Julio Jones, Eric? What do you uh, kind of make of his player prop numbers? We seem to be just a little bit on market. Of course, he's a guy that hasn't ever really scored too many touchdowns. Five and a half is his receiving touchdown prop. Is that something that you would play from either side at this point? I, I don't know. It seems right. I mean, that's going to be a good offense, maybe a better offense at scoring in the red zone than he was, than he left in Atlanta, although he left Arthur Smith, who is coming from Tennessee as well. We don't know what Todd Downing's going to look like. I, I think that the yardage prop is probably on. I think he's going to be healthy enough 
um, to be productive as he has been for the majority of his uh, of his career. So, you know, if I had to, I'd probably bet under on Julio Jones just because of the tail risk of injury, um, the possibility that the Titans are good enough where he could sit at the end of the year, which would mess with a lot of his props. So that's kind of where I am with him. I think it's under or pass for Julio Jones. PFF is always looking out for you, partnering with some of the best opportunities in the sports betting landscape. Um, My favorite here has been Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. They're basically the stock market for sports. They allow you to trade sports teams uh, like the stock market. You can earn cash payouts when your team wins. Um, It's kind of been this interesting blend between the stock market um, and a way to actually invest and profit off of your favorite teams. Free NFL free agencies obviously uh, changed some things in the symbol markets. Some teams have risen. Obviously, the Washington football team uh, with the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick have been on the move um, from a symbol perspective. But there are some undervalued teams that I still think are going to make some splashes here uh, post-free agency coming up on the draft. Teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously going to have Trevor Lawrence, but they're a team that had you know a pretty productive free agency as well. So I do think it's a spot where you definitely want to get involved in that stock market uh, game. Use promo code PFF if you deposit ten dollars at Symbol, um, you're going to earn a free PFF annual subscription. That's po- promo code PFF with a ten dollar deposit. Symbol.com going to get you a free annual subscription. Check out PFF's podcast network, which covers everything NFL, college, and fantasy football. You can recap the NFL draft with Mike Renner and Austin Gales, two for one draft podcast. Check out Ian Hartitz's fantasy football podcast and get a leg up on your league or get all the 2021 betting content you need with the PFF forecast. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over under on a featured playoff basketball game. All players who place a bet on that featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on that game. Every 1,500 players who bet on the over for a selected game, that total will drop by one point. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw with your funds at your convenience at any time. You can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer that over. For every 1,500 people who bet that over in the feature game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family this is going to be a team effort. Hammer that over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code PFF for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Max bet $25. One wager per customer. Offer ends May 23rd, 2021. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, definitely. I really like you on that. I got to ask you one more question. This one really jumped out to me as well. Dak Prescott, 30.5 passing touchdowns on points bet, uh, minus 143 to the over. We have his projection of his passing passing touchdown total at 22.7. We're really under market on that one. Uh, Do you think this is a spot where... You would go under, especially with, you know, the potential juice. They are kind of shading it heavily toward the over, but they haven't really adjusted the underprice as well. So it's a spot where maybe they are, you know, just trying to gather more juice on a number that might be mispriced. Is that a spot you would play at all at this point? Yeah, that, that's an interesting projection on our end. I'm, I'm sort of wondering where that is. Maybe it's a it's Ezekiel Elliott sort of injury, yeah. injury. and an injury sort of situation there. I mean, I think in that one, you probably, I mean, we got lucky betting the under on Prescott last year because he obviously would have gone over had he had he been healthy. I, I think this one for me is either under or leave it alone. Probably leave it alone there. Um, 
here's a thought that I had transitioning here. So we go, you know, player props. I think a couple of the player props tipped our hand here. One, one bet that I'm wondering if, if we want to make our bet of the week, Ben, and this is in the divisional market. What about the giants plus three fifty to win the vaunted NFC East to become the division champion for the first time since they won the Super Bowl in 2011. What do you think there? I mean, it's a spot that I think other people have kind of been on board with, and I've always been questioning it because I do buy into the Dallas Cowboys offense basically projecting, not necessarily projecting on what they did last year before Dak Prescott hurt, got hurt, but I do think they're going to be a similar type of offense, and I do think they're capable of basically scoring on anybody. That's my one reservation Um for buying into the Giants and the NFC East. I do kind of like the Cowboys still at this point in time. Um, but I do think that like the Washington football team, slightly overrated. I do think, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely this like public facing high thought of quarterback in, you know, the public sphere. So I do think that they're probably just a little bit overstated at this point in time in the NFC East. And I do think there's probably value on a team like the Giants uh, who have basically done a lot of things right um, in their offseason, bringing in free agency. I think, you know, Kenny Galladay is basically a guy that we, both of us and in general, our PFF grades have been really high on throughout his whole career. So I do think he is kind of a difference maker, getting Saquon Barkley back fully healthy. Uh, they could definitely make some noise. So at plus 380, I don't mind uh, getting, you know, a pretty significant plus price on a team that I think is probably has a better expectation of winning that division than what currently is priced in. So I think I can lock it in, Eric. What do you think? Yeah, we make the number about uh, about plus 335. It's 350, so there's an edge there. Um, this this is a weird one where I'm not that high on the Giants long term um, because, it, you know, like let's say Jones has a great year this year. Maybe Jason Garrett becomes a head coaching candidate and then things are up, up upended again. Um, and, you know, if, if Daniel Jones isn't actually that good, then you sort of have a Bortle situation where – you know, a great defense is, pro- you know, props up a bad offense and, you know, and everybody sort of says, well, did they do it differently? Saquon Barkley comes back from injury, rushes for 1500 yards. They have to give him a new deal, like all that kind of stuff. I think, I feel like the Giants really are being trapped into like this one year window. Um, but in this one year window, they could certainly be viable. You know, Dallas is plus 125. I think the Washington football team is overpriced at plus 260. Um, Eagles stink, but they're they're five to one. I, I there was a time when the Giants and Eagles had the same price. Um, uh, but to me, I think I think the Giants hype is real. You look at that defense, Logan Ryan's a good football player, Jabril Peppers is a good football player, Xavier McKinney. So they have a, a three safety group that that should be pretty good. Um uh, James Bradbury was one of the best corners in football last season. Adore Jackson is streaky, but he's had his days. Uh and then at linebacker, um, you know, uh you know, Blake Martinez had a pretty good season last year, and Leonard Williams up front is a very stout football player. So I think they have a good chance. They built the defense from back to front, as we almost always want them to do. So there's something there. Patrick Graham is a good defensive coordinator. I got a lot of crap for not putting him on my list, um, but he certainly he certainly grades well there. Uh, so I like that one. I, I think the Giants here, as well as the Galladay and Daniel Jones props, uh, are, are a good place to go. Yeah, let's go with those. Let's go. Let's 
roll them all together. We're going to go Giants plus 380. We're going over Kenny Galladay receiving yards number over uh, Daniel Jones passing yards number. I think we got to lock that in. I think if you were looking for one alternate bet in the player prop market, I'm going with Lamar Jackson over passing yards at this point in time. I do think we're going to see uh, a, maybe a little bit of a new look Ravens offense coming up here in 2021. So I'm with you on that, Eric. I love it. Uh, any final thoughts? Parting thoughts, words of wisdom for the crew that are coming up here. Are we going to see everybody back next week at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, keep keep on the lookout uh, as new futures markets come come into play, as new props come into play. Giants a plus three fifty. You know, certainly, uh, you know, we're we're scraping at this point because so much is known. Maybe there'll be an Aaron Rodgers trade. Maybe there'll be an announcement on right. you know a, a starter or two here in the NFL that will that you can pounce on the props. But until then. Uh, you're looking at these the edges that we're talking about here, and, and they're good. So, um, but maybe next week we'll talk a little bit of college football as we're redoing the simulation this weekend. Uh, a little bit of a uh, of a of a ploy here. Uh, Six twenty eight, uh, June twenty eighth, our uh, college football previews out. Where yeah. all of our win totals, all of our uh, sort of simulation results will be in there. Um, so maybe next week we'll do a little bit of a preview. Yep, definitely. We, and and along with that June 28th college football preview, we are going to have a full-on betting preview by conference. Uh, best bets according to PFF simulation. So make sure you're on the lookout for all of that. Get your PFF Elite subscription if you haven't locked that in yet. Uh, it's going to be an easy way to make some money in the offseason and all the way through with PFF Greenline uh, throughout the season on our player props tool as well. So make sure you lock in that subscription early. Take full advantage of all the great content that we have at PFF.com. Uh, from Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager, this was the PFF Daily Betting Podcast.